I'm just doing my part. I'm the, what do you call the M? What's the guy? Ring, I'm the ringleader. You know? Ringmaster? You all right, Charlie? Good. And this also about our family and our church. Not, not everybody is here all the time because people are activated in this church doing things for God. And so Mike's going to be gone for six weeks. He's just on a mission field, ministering. And so we have people in this church that go and come. So, man, let's enjoy each other while we're together. Because God may have you on an assignment next week or a mission the following week. Matter of fact, I won't be here all the time. Don't really clap loud for that, but I won't be here all the time because we have enough leadership, enough potential, enough gifting, enough ministry in this place that people do things better than I do. So I'm, you know, everybody has a gift. Everybody has a supply. Everybody can do what they need to do, and we're going to grow. Uh, if you would, Kyle, put that scripture in uh, Colossians up there. Colossians 3. Listen, what we're trying to do is connect the dots. We want everybody on the same page. We want everyone being together in the Holy Ghost uh, in the direction that God has called us to go, to be on board. And uh, so we, God is raising up people in this church to help me connect the dots. People that know my heart, that have the vision. Jen just did it so well. She stood up here and just relayed our heart, God, the Father's heart for this ministry. And so God is raising up people to do that. And you may not be behind this podium doing it, but you can do it wherever you go. Just share the vision. In this scripture, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, and we have been, seek those things which are above. That, that's not a request. Seek those things that are above where Christ is. Do you have the NLT? If you don't, that's okay. If the, There you go. Come on, Kyle. Y'all give Kyle a hand. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Next verse. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. See, we, we are born from above, so that's where we live from, above, not beneath. Y'all with me? Mike and I were talking. I don't know who said this. I think somebody said it. We caught it. And there's no patent on it, no copyright. It's God. We live from God. You understand? We don't even give to God. We give from God. You know, we, you understand, everything we do, it's from God. It's out of him, but through us. The victory's out of him. The success is out of him. Our call is out of him. Our gifts, our skills, our assignments, they're all from him. So everything we do, we do it from God. We really don't do it to God. We do it from God. Just think about it a while. <laughs> You'll be more successful operating from him, out of his victory, out of who he is, out of what he's done. 
And so it goes on to say, next verse, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God. And so we know that in, a, in a Colossians, it talks about that the mystery has been revealed. And since the mystery has been revealed, we know something now from heaven. It came from above that now Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And verse four, and when Christ, who is your life, listen to this, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Who wants to share in his glory? Well, when you allow Christ to be revealed through you, then you will see and share in his glory. So God wants to work to you, for you, in you, but he wants to work through you. And when you allow him to work through you, then he's revealed to those around you. Come on. And then you can see what God does in those around you. And that's the, that's the glory. That's his work through you. You like that? Come on. <laughs> and so what we were wanting people to do, you know, Paul said it pleased the Father to re reveal his son. And so that's what we're called. People say, people always telling me what they're called to. You know, they're called to this and they're called to that and they're going to do this and this is the assignment. I understand that. But you're called to be like Jesus. And you understand that's always a work in progress. And the more you become who he says you are, the easier it is to do what he's called you to do. And so you can't run about doing what he's called you to do and never being transformed into who he is. Just chew your gum a little while. <laughs> so we gotta be before we do. But it's not that you can't do now, but you gotta keep being. You have to be who he says you are. So you have to know. You have to hear it. It has to be a revelation. It needs to be a light. It needs to be, the curtain needs to be pulled back. You need to see who he sees. He need, you, need, you are as he is already in Christ. And you've always been in the Father's heart in Christ. So you never had a beginning or an end. You always was and will always be in Christ. And so what we're going to do this morning, we're just, we're just going to be family. Is that okay? Yeah. We're just, and uh, we're going to give a few testimonies. Uh, we had an awesome testimony here Wednesday night that Jessica Lee gave. God healed her. Uh, she wanted to be here this morning. She was supposed to be here this morning and she just called out to work. She had really no strength in her hands at all for six months or more. She couldn't even comb her beautiful hair and she couldn't wash herself. She couldn't do much of anything and uh, God just healed her hands. She, you know, when God does it for you, you get a little more excited than everybody else that hears about what God did for you. But you need to rejoice because she's rejoicing. And so we rejoice when God does things in people's lives. 
And so I'm going to give my uh, brother Anton, he's a, he lives in Bayou Sorrel. And uh, he's from South Africa, Cape Town, that area. And so I heard about this guy. And I mean, if you like from South Africa living in Bayou Sorrel, I kind of need to know you. <laughs> I might have to help you. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, I told his wife this on the way in. But uh, I kept seeing his name on Facebook, Anton Collette uh, Lagrange. And I'm thinking, that is a strange name for a man. Colette, is it Colette? And uh, you know, sometimes you don't think. <laughs> Anybody ever talk a lot and sometimes you don't think? So Anton Colette Lagrange. And uh, so I asked him about it. I said, man, where did that name come from? Because you know, people from South Africa, they, they're different. <laughs> I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying you're different. Difference not difficult. So I'm like, dude, how did you like get a lady's name, Colette? And so I, I, then I thought, he said, well, that's my wife's name. I'm thinking, they are weird. <laughs> In South Africa, you take on your wife's name. So I would be Butch Susan LeBeau. I kind of like that. He said, no, you don't do that. No, I know that. I'm just thinking, I'm telling you what I think. Let me tell you what I think. I'm thinking wrong. It's a story. And so then he finally corrects me. He said, no, that's my Facebook name. Now, I knew that. But I didn't know that. How many of y'all know what gets us in trouble? It's not what we know. It's what we think we know. <laughs> so why don't you come up, tell everybody who you are, of course, introduce your wife, and uh, give us a little brief preview commercial of what you do and what you do. Hallelujah. And you think we are crazy. <laughs> so we, we aren't really that bad, you know. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> but what a, what an honor it is to uh, be with y'all this morning, just to be in the same family. Uh, I used to say this a lot of times that you come on this side of the of the world, and you feel and you you experience God uh, exactly the same how you would experiencing him on that side of the globe come on just think about that and uh, as we would sing the same songs we would see we would experience the same feeling that that you have just experienced right here and 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 you know what it just proves that god is so real come on he's not fake uh, we we didn't we didn't know how you are doing it, and uh, you didn't know how we are doing it. But when we do the same thing, we get the same result, having the same glory. Come on, having the same outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and and that is what makes it so amazing about God, and uh, just being in this wonderful presence of God right now, even uh, experiencing God. 
this is definitely a house of freedom. Come on, this, this, is, this is really a house of freedom. And uh, I thank God for, for, for leaders uh, like, like you have. Uh, I, I made Pastor Butch uh, with Festival of Lights. You all can remember that. Uh, that's about three years. What, what is that? Three years, four years ago. And uh, he, he made such an impact on me that night. I met him. I came right from the airport and I met him. I didn't make that impact on him because he couldn't remember me really. But I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. But but uh, I, I would remember that night when, when they introduced me to him and I could sense that there's something. And I got to say this, that uh, this has really been going on for a couple of weeks that when we pass here um, towards Baton Rouge or somewhere else, my wife would tell me, we got to go to that church. Uh, we got to go to that church. And every time we, we got to go to that church. Stretch out your hands right now towards this couple right now. <laughs> Pray for them. And so I just want to thank God for kindred spirit. It's the same Spirit. It's the same God. It's the same Holy Ghost. Come on, it's the same. And, and I want to, can, can I just have a little bit more sound? You know, we traveling preachers, we like some sound. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, okay, but wh whatever you have, give it to me. Whatever you have. Whatever you have, you give it to me. Okay. So, so I, I got to tell somebody right here, and, and I'm not good about talking about ourselves. Okay, so, but thank you. Yeah, he's, he's a good man. <laughs> so, so, but I, I'm not good about talking about us, but I, gotta, I, got, I, I just got something in my spirit that I got to release. And uh, I came in with that, and I felt that, and I... Uh, when, when Jan took the mic, she started talking about uh, the skills. And I heard God says that the time that you have sowed is not past. It's not over. And whatever you have sowed into the kingdom of God has made such an impact on nations. But God is saying, I'm, I'm picking up the level of skills for this house. I'm bringing in more skills that you have ever seen. And if you thought that you had some skills, I mean, you guys are great on the stage. You guys are really awesome. But, but this is not what I'm talking about. God says I'm sending people to this house that knows what to do. And I, I've been reading the scripture in the week and, I, and, and, and uh, it was in the time when Solomon was building this, this house. And the word of God says that Solomon brought in all the skilled people to build the house. And this is what I believe what God is want to tell you, Pastor Butch, this morning. Is that God is bringing in skilled people. He's bringing in people. You thought that you sowed people. You, you thought that you sometimes all by yourself. But God is going to circulate a new level of people into this house. And God is bringing a new level of ministry to this place. 
God is in an elevating business and you know that. And things are going to get bigger. Things are going to get greater. Things are going to get busier. But God says you're going to need people to do that. You see, when, when Elijah was at the brook, God sent the ravens to sustain him. And that was just to giving him what he needed for that time. But when he sent him to the city, he says, I've spoken to the widow and I've commanded her that she must provide for you. It's a whole different story. And I really believe what God is telling us this morning is that there's a new season coming for this house. Come on, there's a new season coming for you. There's a new season that God is just opening up. And it's not going to be a time of what you're going to receive what just you need, but God is going to just overflow with what He wants you to have. And He's going to provide and not only sustain. Come on, there's a difference. So I'm releasing this word over this place this morning that God is picking up your skill. Come on now. There are people sitting here, you hearing this message, but I believe that God is stirring something in your heart right now to get up and do something for the kingdom. That the skill that God has given you is going to activate in this world right now. And God is going to start using people. And you're going to find out, my God, I've got a skill having for this kingdom of God. Come on. And if you are ready for this, I want you to slip up your hand right there and say, Lord, I receive the skill that you have given me to support the kingdom, to uplift the kingdom. To work for the kingdom. To do the things for the kingdom. And I thank you right now, Holy Ghost, that you are activating your people over this nation, over across this church, that something profound will happen right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, people that doesn't even know that they have the skill, that they have what it takes, I pray right now that it come to with their minds. And that you will activate them in the name of Jesus right now to work for the kingdom of light, to shake this area, shake this nation, shake this state in the name of the Lord through the anointing that's upon this house. And I thank you for the apostolic that lives in this man and woman of God. And I thank you, Lord, that you, have, that you are giving them this morning more than what they can handle. Come on, stretch out your hands. Stretch out your hands to Pastor Butch and, and his wife. And I thank you, Lord, right now that the sustaining time is over, but the provision is breaking through in every area of their lives and of their ministries in the name of Jesus right now. Right now, and I thank you that the river will be seen and will be known by what you are doing in this moment, in this area, in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes you ask people to come up and talk about their ministry, and some do, or some just minister. They don't have to tell you what they do, who they are. They just do it. So I appreciate that. We receive that word. And I think that word goes in line in what we've been seeing, that there's a big catch and people need to begin to pull off of the shore, get in the boat of Jesus, and get ready to cast your net 
for what God has for you and for this church and for your family. And so just tell your neighbor, hold on. It's coming. Appreciate that word, brother. Amen. <clears throat> I was uh, for a moment attracted to those red shoes. <laughs> and I got my eyes off of the red shoes and listened to what's inside of you. And uh, we had an awesome, awesome outreach. And I, I mean, we just, we just do Walmart well. This is what I want to do, and we're going to give a few testimonies. Uh, how many people we have here that were we ministered to at Walmart? I know, ma'am, you. Right here. You were there? Somebody ministered to you? Good to have you here. Wow. Yeah, just fantastic. We, I told Kevin, we, we're going to get this thing down, that uh, we have our, everything set for that team. We got trailers, we got tables, we have cooks, we have people that can pray, we have people that can minister and witness. Uh, you know, we have set up crews, we're going to get it all down that on just a spur of the moment, we can mobilize and be somewhere quick and just do it. And it's so easy and everybody can participate because there's a place in this evangelistic thing that we do for everybody. You can serve, you can pray, you can witness, you set up, tear down. It is a place for everybody. And I said it last week, I will never give to a ministry that does not evangelize. Well, I'm a teacher. You better do the work of the ministry. I don't want to talk to you. Work of the evangelist. Everybody in the kingdom of God needs to be mobilized. Everybody has a personal ministry. Everybody needs to be doing the work of the evangelist to fulfill your assignment, to fulfill your ministry. Amen. And so we're going to get this thing down. Uh, I'm going to give you a personal testimony of being out there yesterday. I grew up with a man, and he lived in the world, somewhat still in the world. Big dude. And uh, crazy, you know, of young people I grew up with and uh, so I met him yesterday and I just decided we're going to talk about Jesus we always get together and we talk about when we were young and what we did and all the crazy things we did he remembers all the stories he tells them just like I tell them and uh, so we got down to talking about Jesus and so I presented the gospel to him in a very simplistic way and, uh, you know, he shook his head, and we did not pray uh, the salvation message together. He just nodded at a lot of things, and so I don't know. I may have to set the hook a little later. But he just cut me off in the middle of our conversation, and he said, you know, when we were 12 or 13 years old, now this is a worldly man. He said, when we were 12 and 13, he, saw, he said, I saw something on your life. He said, I saw you were going to do something great in life. He said, I saw it. I knew it. He kept telling me, I knew it. I knew it. But he don't know what I know. But he kept saying, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And that's almost the flag of his life, that he knew something about me, and I'm walking in it. 
And I looked at him straight in his eyes. I said, you are just as special. You are just as unique. And he, he started kind of tearing up. So we're going to have another talk. But God, I mean, you understand. Y'all understand. What you're saying, the way you're living is speaking to people. Um, oftentimes the Lord will not give you the pleasure to see the results of his word working in people's lives because you'll get big-headed. He needs to mature you just a little more. But I'm telling you, he's using you. He's using you. Your words are profound. Your words are spirit. You're not speaking to their head. You're speaking to their heart. And they have to go home at night and deal with it. Many of them are laying their heads on their pillows at night and tears are running down because they're confronted and convicted about what you have spoken to them. Whether they're on the job, whether they're cousins, aunts, and uncles, I don't care. You live in and you are light. Like Jen said, you're like a city set on a hill. You are being heard and you are being seen and there's about to be a shift that you will actually begin to experience the manifested word that you spoke in people's lives. Isn't that good? I'm going to ask Miss Tina to come up. And we love you. You said you were coming. I said, don't you threaten me. And you're here. And I want you to, I want you to feel comfortable. And I want you to tell that story that you told me. Okay. All right. Just take your time. Okay. Good morning. Just this, this testimony I'm about to give is for God's glory. When I walked in here today, I felt the presence of the Lord moving. And he's been moving every second that I've been here. And he's moving now. I am... I am a customer hostess at Walmart in Plaquemine, and yesterday I go to work, and I'm just going to share with you, I had a pretty bad attitude. It was just, didn't want to be there, I was praying to God, I was like, God, you know, I'm, I know this is wrong, please, you know, I'm just don't have, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, this is not how you want me to be, and be a child of God. So as I stand there, and I'm looking out the window, as you know, we greeters are at the front, I see this fan pull up, and I start seeing all these people come out. <laughs> and I see people coming to the right out, and then I see them going to the left, and I see them back in two, and I'm like, what is going on? So as I stood there and I watched, I watched tents go up, on each side and I start I see them start gathering in the front and I start seeing them come out with meals and I start seeing people go out and them just handing meals and and handing meals out and I started seeing people stop and being prayed over and it brought me to tears it was God had spoke to me he said to me, here you are, grumbling and complaining, and this is here I am. This is what I am. This is here I am. So as I watched throughout the day, I stepped out there and spoke with uh, Chris, 
believe, and I spoke with another gentleman. I don't know that I see him here today. And I just simply asked, I said, well, can you tell me a little bit about what, you know, what you guys are doing? And, and he said, you know, we're, we're just basically here to minister. You know, we're not asking for anything. We're just basically here to share the love of God. So my sister comes in. She's also a customer host, and she sits down, and she said, well, how's it going? And I said, glory be to God, it's going good now. She said, she said, what? I said, well, I just want to tell you that God is here. He has spoken. And she said, okay. Well, I knew I'd come in early. Thank God. So we sat there, and we spoke a few minutes, and we, we continued to watch, you know. And I'll just be honest with you. I didn't check another ticket after that because I was, I was too busy. God forgive me, but, you know, I was, I was too busy watching what, y'all, what was going on out front. They didn't nobody check no ticket. I mean, there wasn't no tickets checked at Walmart after that. So, anyway, so we watched, and so it came time for me to go to lunch, and I go in, I, I clock out, and I go home. And I get home, and I sit down on my couch, and I live quite close to work. I'm less than five minutes away. And I'm sitting there, and something just told me. I said, you know what? I have felt the presence of the Lord, and I am going back. So I got back in my car, and I drove back to Walmart, just as they were, just as you guys were about packing up, leaving. I said, "Thank God, I made it for the lift." So anyway, so I came in, and I had the opportunity to to go over and speak with the pastor. I've been praying for months and months and months now that God would find me a church. That he would lead me where he wanted me to be. Where I could best serve him and his glory, not mine. And so as I stood there and I talked to the pastor and all, I was off today. I'm not usually off on Sunday. Sunday is not my day off. God was there, and he spoke, and he got it. Thank you. I want to show you what we do here, and we, we do this good. I need some ladies up here. Come on, Bridget, Becky, come on.
Praise God. I believe that's the first manifestation of the word he was talking about. God's going to send people. You know what we need? We need a spirit-filled, worded up, rivered up greeter at Walmart. Huh? <laughs> Let's take over the Walmarts. Amen. Good testimony. Ma'am, I, I, I don't... I don't know if you'd want to share. You don't have to, but if you're welcome to. That, that's okay. That's okay. But. Uh-huh. How many of y'all know that love is contagious, huh? I was talking to Miss Alicia before the, uh, the service, and I was like, how, how did you get here? Who talked to you? And she said, that woman caught me. I said, she caught me too. <laughs> and she's still catching me every day. Y'all, what an honor and a privilege. What an opportunity to stand in my hometown and be able to share Jesus with a place that means so much to me. And as we stood out there in that Walmart parking lot, I had a problem. And that, the problem was, I could not find anyone to talk to. Because all of these people that we had with us so I just sat back for like 10 minutes and just watched the show. It was so beautiful to see everyone 
serving as the hands and feet of Jesus out on that parking lot. And I mean, Thomas, I mean, my God, he wouldn't even let him get out the truck, man. I mean, like, soon as they opened the door, I mean, I just told him, I said, man, you gave a whole new meaning to a parking lot prophet. I mean, you didn't change the connotation of what that means. I mean, my God, it was just so beautiful. And I was just watching Shane Lopez. He would, he would grab people as they're coming out the door and help them with their groceries. He's putting it in their car, and he's just showing the love of Jesus. Harold was touching, agreeing with me in prayer. It was just so amazing to see everyone step up in such a way. I just saw Jesus activated as a whole group. And you know what the Scripture says? The Scripture says they will know us by our love for one another. And so I'm so proud of our church the family of God, as we stood on that Walmart parking lot, the atmosphere shifted over that parking lot. And you knew it. You could feel it. I'm just walking back and forth in the parking lot and just saying, wow, God, this is amazing. It was literally the atmosphere of church on that parking lot because we, the church, went out and fulfilled the great commission to go and preach the gospel to every creature. What a one! I mean, it's so many testimonies, so many experiences. I had I had been praying. A good thing to pray for is for boldness, and so I'm like, and the whole week I've been praying, God, give me boldness. I want to be bold to share Your Word. And this guy pulls up in a truck, and he's like, Hey, what are y'all selling? <laughs> I said, We're not selling anything. He said, y'all got some of that uh, deer spaghetti over there? <laughs> I said, well, I said it, squirrel, deer, whatever you want. <laughs> and so I just, I just go, I go up to him. He's at the via, he's, he's in his truck, and he's sitting there. And he's, uh, I'm like, hey, man, I said, you look familiar. I said, what's your name? I'm Snake. <laughs> I said, your name is Snake? They call me Snakes. True story. True story. And uh, so I just start sharing the love of God with him. I just start telling him about Jesus, and I start sharing my testimony. And I said, man, you look familiar. I've seen you somewhere before. You've probably seen this guy. He stands in front of Dale's down the bayou, like right, at, like right in the front, drinking his beer out there. And so I start sharing with him how God delivered me from a 17-year alcohol and drug addiction. And as I'm talking to him, you know when the kingdom has just come. You know when God has just come. And as I'm talking, all of a sudden, I feel a cloak of boldness come on me. And then he starts telling me, I mean, just some things about his mom getting murdered. I mean, he starts opening up to me. And some of the things that he did that I won't even say here. But as I'm talking to him and as he's talking to me, he looks at me and he says, but I'm all right. And I said, sir, you're not all right. Now that's boldness to say that. I don't normally say that to people, right? So I, I look and I, because I could not leave him thinking he was all right with a 40 ounce of beer between his leg drinking and saying he's going to be all right no you're not going to be all right 
And I told him with love in my eyes, I'm looking at him straight in his eyes. And it was like I could feel Jesus looking through my eyes at him. And I look, I'm, as I'm looking at him in the eyes, I said, sir, I didn't want to call him snakes. You know what I mean? You don't want to call him. I, I'm thinking about the Home Alone reference. Y'all remember? I don't know no snakes. Snakes work in this area? No. And so I didn't want to call him snakes. And so I said, sir, I said, you're not, you're not all right. I said, if you were to die in the state you're in, you're going to go straight to hell. Now, I don't normally tell people that. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? It's got to be by the Spirit because you can step over in the flesh real easy and start condemning people to hell. You know what I'm saying? That's not our MO. But in the Spirit, in love, I had to tell him, Sir, if you don't repent, if you don't change, if you keep living like this, you're going to die and go to hell. And listen, guys, it was so beautiful. I mean, tears were in his eyes. And you know what he tells me? He says, You've told me this before. I said, what? He said, you, you witnessed to me at the store years ago. And he said, I tried to get in touch with you. I didn't even know this. Snakes. And so, and so, as I ministered to him for probably about another five or ten minutes, the most beautiful thing, man, I told him this, and I meant it. I said, sir, I said, when you are ready to change, when you're ready to fight, and I said, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be the fight of your life. But when you're ready, I'm going to walk you through this change. Step by step by step, I will be here for you. And I gave him my phone number, and that man grabbed a hold of my neck, and he would not let go. And just weeping, man, just weeping. It was beautiful, though. It was beautiful. Because that's what we're called to, is to manifest the kingdom of God. And what was so beautiful was it wasn't just surface. God brought it right down to the root and to the core of the things of his heart. And that's what we're called to do as we go out and we step to believe that God is going to manifest and touch people right where they need to be touched. What a beautiful testimony. Well, that was just one testimony from that day. My wife was a bulldog. I'm not kidding you. She, she is like over there, like I, I'm watching the people at the door. Like you couldn't even get in the door at Walmart. I'm like, hey, guys, y'all got to watch. Y'all got to get out the front of the door. Them crazy Christians. Well, hallelujah. Listen, we will do it again. And uh, we just would ask and desire that ev- there's a place for everyone to serve. There is something for you to do on an outreach I watch it from the bottom of the rung of the ladder we're all climbing the ladder in our witness in our expression of Jesus whether it's serving food whatever it is you serve food for a year I guarantee you one moment one time you're going to be serving food and that sneaky Holy Spirit's going to jump on you and all of a sudden you're going to start preaching to somebody and once you've done that you're addicted you're gone, man. Once you taste and see the Lord work through you, it's over. Ain't that right, Thomas? <laughs> I mean, I saw Nicole out on the parking lot. She was just praying and praying. And when I would look at you praying, it would encourage me and give and build me with strength to go and share my faith. So hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap. Amen.
Listen, we have, we have done this hundreds of times at this church, but the fish are biting now. I mean, we've sowed seed, and the harvest is plentiful now. It's right, and it's right. I'm telling you, it was like fishing in your bathtub. <laughs> it was just easy, and that's how it's going to be from this day on. You, you know, uh, I believe this whole area is in a different place. We're in a different place. And uh, I just know there is a big catch in front of us. And we need everybody coming offshore, getting in the boat with Jesus, and going where he's telling you to go and just drop your net and get a net-breaking, boat-sinking harvest. Uh, two people... I was talking to one John and I were talking to they just started weeping because of the presence of God and one one little couple they didn't even know what it was they didn't know what was going on but they just started weeping and after I ministered to this one couple I just I said you have any pain she said I have a bad headache and I said well I'm, I'm going to pray and God's going to heal you and I prayed and God healed her and I said, usually we're surprised that God actually does what he says he does. And we shouldn't be. And I'm telling you, out on the streets, it's just a raw gospel. You just give the word and you'll see the word manifest right in front of you. Uh, one lady kept going in and out. And uh, she was, I don't know, she could have been 60. She had a real short haircut, DeLacy. But on the top of her head, it was red. And, and you don't come around me with fire on your head, and we don't get to talk. You know what I mean? So Jean had started talking to her in the car, and I watched her coming in and out of, I don't know what she was doing. I mean, how many times you need to go in and out of Walmart? And finally, John, she was right in the middle of Walmart in her car, and John was talking to her. Then I walked up, and we just started talking about the Lord. Spirit of God just came in that car. She started crying. She started laughing. She started getting loaded. We were really concerned that she would not make it home, and we were considering a designated driver because the power of God was just touching her. And so, man, the presence of the Lord was on what he had called us to do. So we need everybody involved. Every and, and listen, we went in front of Walmart. And you know me, I, I get everybody going and then I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? You know, I, I teach you to walk by faith, you quit a job, I go nuts. Like, you sure? <laughs> and so we get out there and we activate everybody. Now everybody's activated. I mean, I'm uh, Lacey. I mean, you know, they wouldn't even pull somebody like where the courts are or on the side. They do right in the middle, the center of the room. I'm like, I'm like, then you want to try to control everything, you know? And I, there was one point and you can verify this, validate it. There was one point, we were all in front of Walmart and everybody had one or two people. We had the whole place blocked. I got so excited, I got out of my truck. 
left the door open in the main runway in front of Walmart, and it stayed there for like, how long? An hour with the door open. I mean, that's how cranked up, stoked up, amped up I was. Nobody ever have told me anything. We took over Walmart. I'm telling you. I'm like, Kevin, Kevin, we, we, we stopping everything. And, you know, people would come out with groceries full, their baskets. Man, people would just walk to the car, unload the groceries. The guy pushing the carts, collecting the carts. We started pushing the carts, collecting the cart. I, yeah. I was, I was looking for a Walmart jacket because I always wanted to be a greeter. Can I, can I get one? If I wouldn't be pastoring, I'd be at the door of this church every Sunday. That's what I would love to do. And if y'all won't let me do it here, I'm going to Walmart. Thomas got so cranked up, I'm going to tell out on you. He caught this lady and her daughter. What is that? River takeover. Anyway, Thomas got this lady and her daughter, and then, you know, he asked to pray, I guess, so... You know, don't pray with your eyes closed on the streets. It's not safe. And then sometimes you're, you're victim. We call them victims. When the Holy Ghost gets them, your victim could walk away and you never know it. You're just out there like this. So anyway, Thomas is praying for this lady and her daughter. And when he opens up his eyes, the lady's gone. And the Lord, the lady's like, the daughter's like, where did my mama go? Or where did the, oh, I don't know what she had, but my point is, we get so intense. Y'all know what I mean? You, you, get in, you get in this wave and this flow of the anointing, you, you get to a place you're beside yourself. And that's a good place to be. You're out of yourself. He's in you. He's working through you. And the next thing you know, the miraculous is just happening. Amen. I'm going to read a scripture, and I'm not going to preach on it, and we're going home. Who's going to, you got time to go to lunch? You have time to go to lunch? Huh? Not really. Okay. Next time she comes, I want somebody to take her out to eat, buy her lunch. Okay. She she had to leave. It's okay. I'm telling you, when visitors come here, let's treat them right. I mean, at the door, walking in, say, you want lunch? <laughs> I'm not going to read anything. I'm going to paraphrase it. I've been teaching on this scripture in Luke 5 about when Peter met Jesus. And the first thing I believe with all of my heart that attracted Jesus to Peter was he saw him cleaning his nets, washing his nets. One translation says preparing his nets. Another translation says uh, mending. It means to fix. It means to restore. It means to repair. It means to bring back to the original condition or the original uh, design. And so I just feel it in my spirit that Jesus watching Peter, and he hadn't called him yet. He's just watching him work. And he watched him prepare 
his net. He was just doing the little thing. Because even Peter knew there's another opportunity for a catch. It just didn't happen that night. And it usually doesn't happen at night. It takes the day storm. It takes the morning storm. It takes the sun. It takes Jesus. It takes day. It's day. We're living in the day of the Lord that he wants to do something great. And when I say day, I mean the light, the end times. This works at night with us. But now he's going to fish in the day because something has happened. Jesus got in the boat and he sat down and Jesus talked. He preached. He witnessed. He shared the glory of his father. And once he spoke, he said, do something, Peter. Launch out. So you see the Lord speaking to us. That's what he does. He speaks us to us that we could then step out. Mike talked about it. You know, uh, Abraham departed, left his comfort zone. And let me tell you about boldness. You need boldness. But the disciples needed boldness because they just got thrown in jail. And now they're out. You hadn't got thrown in jail. <laughs> just go with what you got, the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't need a supernatural thing to fall on you. Just go. Just begin to speak. Just begin to testify. Begin to share. But God, saw, I mean, Jesus saw something Peter was doing, taking care of the little things for the big catch. And that's the place that God has us right now. You need to take care of the little things in your life. The things that you may think don't mean anything. Every hole in that net would have prevented Peter from bringing in that catch and blessing the other boats. Every hole had to be mended. Every Everything had to be tied right. And if it's not tied right in your life, if it's not in order in your life, Peter was waiting. Peter was occupying the time for the next adventure, the next assignment, the call. He was, he was using his time correctly. And so don't use this time. Don't misuse this time of preparation. All the opportunity will come and the door will open and you won't be able to walk in it because of these things not tied right. And so the Lord is speaking to us as a church and he's speaking in many, many different areas of our lives, our families, and our hearts. And he's wanting us to get these little things right. Get your marriage right. Get your finances right. Get your heart right. Get prepared. Start studying the word. Have an altar at your house. Be praying. Get, get, get worded up. Get spirited up. Don't, you, don't waste this time. The Bible says that, you know, we know what the will of the Lord is. And we, we need to be walking precisely. We need to be walking accurately. And to do that, you need to hear the voice of the Lord. And when you hear the voice of the Lord, he's going to speak to you because he's training you. He's preparing you. He wants you in a place in him. He wants things that you may be distracted with, things that weigh you down, things that are not right, things that are ungodly in your life. He'll talk to you about it. 
He wants you whole. He wants you full. He wants you complete. That you can step into this opportunity that we are going to have as a church, but you'll have individually, that we can actually get this big catch in the boat, in the kingdom of God. And so this is where I want to challenge you today. He's saying, launch out into the deep. And when I read that, the Lord showed me there needs to be some deep disciplines in our lives. I'm not getting religious, but just get things right where the Lord's speaking to you. Because he wants you to launch out, and this is a step of faith, and God's speaking to people right now. He's wanting you to launch out in an area that you hadn't, you hadn't gone. This is uncharted waters. This is a place you hadn't gone. It might be geographically. It's probably spiritually. It could be financially. It could be in a relationship. But God's wanting you to launch out. It could be into ministry. God's wanting you to launch out because your life net needs to be thrown for the catch for his kingdom. And everybody, God's dealing with everybody in this church. He's dealing with me in areas as a pastor, as the minister, to step out in a, in a, in a, in a deeper place in him and in ministry and for this church. And I'm telling you, I've been waiting on some things. I know there's people waiting on some things to happen, to unfold to develop, to show itself, to manifest. I know it, but just tell the Lord you're ready and deal, do what you need to do in your personal life, but just tell him, I'm ready, Lord. It's time to launch out. That means to push out. That means to go out. That means to go beyond where you are. It's going to take faith to do that because your life is the net. You understand? And I'm not talking about being perfect, but I'm talking about tie things upright. You are the light of the world. And people will see your good works and they will come into the kingdom of God and they will begin to glorify our Father as we do ourselves. And so I'm challenging you this morning. I'm challenging you this week. I'm challenging you to step out. It's bigger than you. It's beyond you. It's not normal. And to some of the world or your family, it may look a little, mm, mm. but God's calling you to that. Who is God speaking to? In an area. It's, it's talking about going up. It's talking about going over. It's talking about crossing over. And you know what? It might not be the best time. That's how God is. It's never the best time. But his time is the right time because it's God time. When I started this church, we didn't have nothing. It wasn't the right time, but it was the God time. And that's usually the way it is. Don't wait until you got enough money. You know, go by the, the knower, the one that's speaking to you. And so we're launching out individually, but also as a church. So if God's speaking to you in an area that you know you have to step in that direction, you have to take this step, I want you to stand up right now.
and of course this this is not a negative this doesn't mean somebody's in deep sin or anything this means God is calling you God is is pulling God is speaking isn't this amazing you know this church is all over today that people sit in a pew and they're challenged and they just walk out of here thinking they can't do what they thought the Lord was telling them but you can in Christ outside of Christ it's too big outside of Christ never happened but in Christ it's you it's what you need to do and everybody's thing is different but you need to do it not only for yourself but for this church and maybe it's for your family or it's somebody watching you this is growth this is being stretched this is being bold gotta get this done and it's going to be with the help of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God will be with you too some of you is just to believe that's the, that's the first step just believe this is God calling you and say yes. Eric, we gotta go all the way, man. No, no, just no more. We gotta go all the way. We gotta get get it hundred percent. We we get the Lord showing me what he wants to do with you. You know what he wants to do with you? He wants to pull what's inside of you out, like a sock. You ever pull a sock from inside out? That's what he wants to do to you complete transformation your eyes are going to begin to see things you never thought you could see and your eyes are going to begin to behold things that you didn't think was even available for you and so get ready get ready get ready Allison I got your name right where's Allison they didn't come today I don't guess they did I get her name right, she's not here. <laughs> Lift up your hands to heaven and start, just tell the Lord you're going to do it. Just You just murmur that. You just speak it. Just, just tell the Lord what you're going to do. You're not doing it for Pastor Butch. You're doing it for him. It's him working in you for good. It's him working in you, his desires his will you'll do it by his power to please him in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Mike is leaving for six weeks how does that work well you just do what God says do you won't do what he does but you're going to step out into something I'm telling you we will not recognize this place at the end of the year and the new year is going to be, it's going to be shakarabadaseke, rambande, mohusataya, redebahasata. So many new things are coming. You will be a new thing. New things will spring forth from you. You will have an effect on your surroundings. You've been waiting for people to change, but you're bringing change. Holy Ghost, sikarabadasatatata. Seke, you're a weapon in the hands of the Lord. 
This church will be out of debt before the year is out. There'll be people in this church will be out of debt before the year is out. Things will come from places you didn't expect it to come from. Supplements, benefits, allowances, bonuses, inheritances, accounts are pay, payable that weren't payable. People will pay you that you forgot they even owed you something. Money, money, finances, resources are coming to you for the glory of God. It's him we preach, warning every man, teaching all men in all wisdom, presenting all men perfect. And Paul said to this end, I will continue to do this according to the mighty one working mightily on the inside of me. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory that the world needs to see. The reality of heaven will come to your mind. The things of the Lord will come in your spirit. You will be moved. You will be shaken. And you will do what the Lord is calling you to do. Come on, somebody. Spouses will be saved. Somebody going to shout about that one. Your spouse is coming to the Lord. Your spouse may be coming to you. <laughs> In the Lord. Shaka <laughs> rebasatata. Amen, 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 amen. Let's go get something to eat. I love you. We will see you Wednesday night.